Hey, Jake. Yeah? Why couldn't the bike stand up by itself? Why? Because it was too tired. Oh, my God. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 224 of the Engaged Family Gaming Podcast. My name is Steven Dutzman, and I'm your host, as always, and I am joined this week once again by my very special friend, Amanda Farrow, the Princess of Power. How are you? I'm better now that I'm podcasting. Yeah, today, this past 72 hours, is it 72? Has it been four days? When did this... Time's a flat circle. Time's a flat circle, but man, like, it's been particularly rough in the video game industry. We're not going to talk about all those things because they're a little bit off topic for us. If you want to know, go on Twitter. You'll know why we're sad. However, um, we are very excited to talk about something exciting in um, in the video game world and that is more video game announcements so last week we did the first wave which was video game announcements that came from sony and then there was a whole bunch of other like miscellaneous shows that probably won't exist again next year that we were just enjoying who the heck knows you're right um but really just kind of miscellaneous shows is probably the best way to describe it and we went over a whole bunch of games. We made a bunch of announcements. So if you missed last week's and you want to hear our impressions on Spider-Man and Horizon and Bug Snacks, um, if you want to hear about Bug Snacks, you should follow Amanda Farrow on Twitter because she talks about it a lot, and she's probably going to retweet them a lot now that she follows them and they follow each other. It's it's a whole thing. Yeah, mutual love. Mutual love mutual for Bug Snacks, which is funny because we really have no idea what this... Because we have no idea what this game is going to be about, but I think it's we all... It's going to be a horror survival game, but I need it, and I put it like in my veins right here. Yeah, I mean, it's, it is kind of scary because there was a hamburger <laughs> that was a spider. Um, yeah. And so we're going to talk about the, the tail end of all the games from the first week that we didn't talk about because there were, you know, a handful. But in the meantime, EA Play Live happened, which was a yes. pretty cool show. Um what? Mostly uh, Headshot Central. However, a few things for us to talk about. Weirdly enough, no Madden or FIFA. This felt weird for me because I know you don't care. But for me, I mean, no, but but it looked pretty, but they didn't show us anything, which was very interesting because I was very much expecting, like, well, this is the obvious building blocks of EA Play Live. They're going to tell us about Madden and they're going to tell us about FIFA. And they did not. But they talked about some other stuff that we're going to talk about. Um, We have some new Pokemon news. We have a new Super Smash Bros. DLC character. And then today, there was the New Game Plus Expo, which was anime games. And so, as you can imagine, anime games run the gambit from perfect for us to talk about to whoa, nah. (laughs) So we're going to talk about the ones that are perfect for us, of which there were three, which isn't bad for a 45-minute show. It was not a Sony extravaganza. Um... With that said, if you like anime games, you definitely need to go watch the New Game Plus Expo because it had all sorts of stuff. Especially if you like Trials of Cold Steel, which is an RPG, because there were many trailers of Trials of Cold Steel. And I think that might even be appropriate for us because I think it's a T-rated game. I've just literally never played it, which is weird because I probably should. Like, the more I say it, the more I feel like it's a game I should play. But I digress. Amanda. Yes. Um... I want to just knock out some of the quick hits news things 
Sure. Um, Do it. Before we get to just the list. So first, uh, yesterday, we had a Super Smash Brothers character announced. We did. And it was very charming because it was Sakurai filming himself in his living room. Like, Nintendo sent him a bunch of, of equipment. And he, he even showed us a picture of the equipment. And um, the end result is uh, dorks figured out how much his couch costs because that's what dorks do. No, literally, there was a big Twitter thread where people figured out what couch he had and how much it is. And it's a... It's a spoilers, it's just a regular old couch. It's not like he's got like a bougie couch. It's just a couch. Um, it was a nice couch. But we also found out that Min Min from ARMS is the Min Min. D- is the DLC character. But it yep. should have been Twintel and everybody knows it. I don't disagree, but Ramen Noodle ARMS. <laughs> Ramen Noodle ARMS is very cool. But it should have been Twintel. Twintel has, has heckin' great hair. So. She does have heckin' great hair. Um, well, they... They explained why they chose Min Min, um, and the answer was that he didn't choose Min Min. The director from Arms said it's going to be Min Min, um, and then they went from there. I don't know if that's if there's any actual validity to it, but that's the canonical reason that they provided. So, uh, the big key is Super Smash Brothers. The next season of DLC is going to have five more characters in it, and it starts. Huh? That's a lot of new characters. Yes. Um. This is purportedly going to be the last DLC pack for Super Smash Brothers. I'm not super convinced that that is true just because man, like every time they make a new character, they just like everyone buys it. So, um but and this DLC character is coming out by the end of this month. So, I think it was like June 27th if I am remembering correctly. Okay. So, very very soon, and as normal, you can buy her individually or all together. If you play Super Smash Brothers, you probably already bought this DLC pass or were planning on buying the whole pass. Um she's very interesting because um you control her right and left. She doesn't have like a regular and a special. Uh mm-hmm. you control her right arm with the A button and the left arm with the B button. And you can push them both, and they will both go out. Um, And she is very bad at close-up combat, which makes sense from a balance perspective. Um, Because she's got those ramen arms, She's got those ramen arms. She's got a lot of fly. She's got a lot of of fly. Uh, She looks super neat. Very cool. Um, My sons were way more interested in the um, Vault Boy uh, Mii Fighter costume. Um, than anything else uh, because they're just so amused even though they have not played Fallout they were very interested in that so yeah we have more Smash Brothers stuff listen if you like Smash this was like your announcement of the summer because we were waiting for it Um, now I just want to know who's next but we'll find out Um, so that's Smash next was Pokemon stuff that was last week that's great let's talk about it because I know you were I know you were watching that with wrapped off. Listen, 10 minutes... So, what's, what I love about the Pokemon Company, and you're right, I was watching it with wrapped off, and I was watching it with my three kids, who were all also all in on every word they said. What I really right. love about Pokemon Directs, and this wasn't a Pokemon Direct, it was like Pokemon Presents or whatever, but the Pokemon Company is very good at being succinct. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, True. they don't put out, like, 45-minute videos and then show us a three-minute trailer with a lot of fluff in the beginning. They're like, check it out. 11 minutes, three games, 
hints at what we're doing next time, deuces, we out. And so, as a result, um, they showed us three things. Uh, well, they showed us four things, but one of them wasn't really a game announcement. So, first was Pokemon Smile, which is a completely free AR app that is designed to help children. It's designed to motivate and help children brush their teeth. Because if you brush your teeth right, you catch Pokemans. Um, Pretty great. Uh, and this is one of those things like Pokemon can just do whatever they want. And when I was watching this, I was like, you know what? 3% of the people watching this generously are heckin' excited about this because they're parents of like young kids and they just need that extra motivation for their seven year old or whatever. Um, there. And everyone else doesn't care. Not even a little. Um, but I, I was happy that the general response was cool, glad glad for people that have kids, but the people that have kids were just psyched. Um, I was glad there wasn't a lot of backlash against it. I was worried that people were going to get super nerdy about it. Okay, so so that was Pokemon Smile, this weird AR app. I really love the style, like the, the art style for those Pokemon. I want those on t-shirts and stuff. That um great. Right? So next is Pokemon Cafe Mix. Now, Amanda... You you saw this and I saw this and I was like, this is a Amanda game. <laughs> it's it's like I know you. Tell me what it's, what what, what were true. you thinking when you saw this game? I didn't know what to think about this game. I when I originally took a look at it, I'm like, okay, this could be cool, but what is it? And honestly, it was so cute. I didn't care what it was. I just wanted it in my hands. Yeah. Badly. So. Yeah. This this game, Pokemon Cafe Mix, it's they're calling it a free to start game, which I don't love that monetization schematic. I think that it ends up alienating more people than it ends up including. Um, but it is it's all about all about them puzzles, apparently. So you have to like meet goals for these are these match puzzles? Um, um. Well, kinda. You know what? Have you ever played any of the uh, Disney Sum Sum games? I have never played any of those games before. So there's a bunch of those, and this is one of those ones where what you're doing is you're kind of grabbing onto one of the faces, and you're okay. stirring and you're stirring it around, and you can like pick it up. And you're stirring it around in a pot, and it gloms onto other like Pokemon. So like if you pick up Togepi. Mm-hmm. Togepi, as you stir it around, is going to, like, mix up with all the other Togepis. And my guess is if you collect enough of them, then you will, uh, you know, like, they'll disappear and probably do something. So that's what it looked like to me, where it's like, you know, they'll give maybe they'll give you ingredients. Oh. It, this is really this is fascinating though. This is a this is an exclusively handheld mode type game. Yeah, it is this touch not. Screen. Yeah, because it's touch screen. Mm-hmm. So that's fascinating, considering that there is no official stylus for the Nintendo Switch. Correct. Correct. It's also a mobile Seems like game a bit too. Of an yeah. So this is this is a weird one where it's like. Uh, clearly they made this game and they're like we're putting it everywhere like this is a cool idea someone was prototyping came up with a cool gameplay loop and they were like wait let's make it cute (laughs) and they made it cute put Pokemon in it 
And they're like, listen, if you just do some puzzles and get new Pokemon and have them chill out in your Pokemon cafe, like, a million people are going to play it, and, you know, and, and hopefully some more. So... Uh, what's really interesting about this is, is that it was available for pre-lo- preload digitally on the Nintendo Switch. I'm sorry, what? It's thundering and lightning in Animal Crossing and she's never seen that before. It's thundering. Maggie just found out right now. Breaking now. news. Breaking news. It can thunder and lightning in Animal Crossing. It Breaking really news. Breaking news. Um... That's from Meggie the Shark Hunter, because ever this last couple of weeks, she has been catching sharks. She has a whale shark in her basement. What? Um, she has because she didn't donate it. She just put it in a tank in her basement, and they made, um, they made custom floor tiles that say, and I. I can. I'm gonna do it. It says, it says flex on them with stop, your shark. Stop, stop. That's awesome, though. So that's really great. Um, I'm Team Maggie for life. I stopped. I stopped. Um, that's the uh, that's what you get when you record a podcast with children playing Animal Crossing in the same room. So, uh, welcome to the audience. Well, the household participation part. So. So that is Pokemon Cafe Mix. It's coming... It, by the time you listen to this, it will be available for free on mobile and on Switch. And it's going to make a lot of money because it's cute and it's got Pokemon in it. And it might not have the longest tail ever, but I think this is one of those... A lot of people are going to play it during the summer. I found out that my um, Ecamm Live allows me to uh, stream from my phone. So maybe I'll oh, do some... Nice. Maybe I'll Maybe I'll stream that. That'd be fun. Um, who knows? We'll try it. Um, but the real the real champion of the Pokemon Presents was new Pokemon Snap, um, which literally set the internet ablaze. It set uh, my heart ablaze. Uh, Amanda, are you a Pokemon Snap girl? Oh, you bet. I played so much Pokemon Snap on my N64. I am a huge Pokemon Snap fan. So when they announced that, and, like, I wasn't watching because I was probably, like, dealing with kiddos or I had work stuff to do. What's that? Oh, right. That was the day one of our mock review reports was due. So we didn't. We were were working. So, um, So anyway, when I got the news on Twitter, I was like, shut everything up. It's Pokemon Snap time, and I need that in my veins immediately, if not sooner. And I know I say that about a lot of games, but listen, I've been waiting for a Pokemon Snap remake since... Oh my god, it's been like 20 years. Uh, It came out in 1999, just as an FYI. Okay, so I was right. It's been like 20 years. Mm -hmm. I need a nap. I need to go take a nap now. (laughs) I don't Um, like it. If it makes you feel any better... (laughs) I'm in this picture, and I don't like it. I'm in this picture... Um, so let me tell you my situation when Pokemon Snap came out. I was actually employed at Blockbuster Video, where they had the legendary Pokemon Snap kiosks, where you could bring in your cartridge, and it would take it would download your pictures and print them out as stickers for you. That's pretty great. Um, and uh, it was awesome until it broke, um, and no one would come fix it. So, but Pokemon Snap. It, 
man, listen, it's a game that really should have come out on 3DS or Wii U, but, you know, great. You know, it's a, it's a bunch of years late. However, uh, it looked cool. It looked nice. I was very, very happy when they showed that it was on Rails. Yes, that right? is Pokemon Snap. Yeah. Pokemon Snap is already, like, the original was on Rails, and that's what made it so cool, because it's like you're on a safari. Yes. Right? And you're taking pictures of all of these amazing Pokemon, and it's so, it's like stupid fun. Mm -hmm. It is no business being as fun as it is, but it is ridiculously fun. Yeah, I, I agree with you. My biggest fear was that they were going to overthink it and, you know, make it, it so like that you could... And it doesn't look like they did, which is great, right? They they mm -hmm. just made a new Pokemon Snap game. And I think that that's really relevant because the title is New Pokemon Snap. And um, they could have called it Pokemon Snap 2. And that implies, like you know, blue. adding new stuff. And New Pokemon Snap is just... just Let's just make just it prettier. It. Just make it prettier. Give us a big old whale lord. Let's just... Yeah. Let's just do it. And one of the things, realistically, if you're a Pokemon lore hound, uh, new Pokemon Snap, Pokemon Snap shows you what Pokemon are like in their own environments, which is something that a lot of people latch onto. So anyway, that's stuff from the Pokemon Presents. Also, uh, there's another one tomorrow. Ooh. So uh, next week, we get to talk about something else. It's another 11-minute video. Uh, Word on the Street is new Let's Go games. Very interesting. Yes. Um, anyway, so yes, next week there will be a, uh, well, currently tomorrow. So by the time you listen to this, there will be more announcements. I'm sure we'll talk about it on the EFG show, which you can find on Facebook.com slash EngageFamilyGaming.com or YouTube.com slash EngageFamilyGaming1. I don't know why there's a one there, but there is. Um, and uh, yeah, it's going to be a, a wild time. Rumor on the street new Let's Go games. Uh, my oldest son wants re wants Gen 4 remakes. I don't know what we're going to get, but we'll find out. We'll find out tomorrow. So, Amanda. Yes. Um, let's talk about some of the games that were left over from last week. You told me that you were very excited to talk about Among Trees. Yes. Notably, because you have p picked it up. Did you play it? I did. Ooh. Yeah. So tell I me about I Among Trees. So I've only played like 10 minutes of Among Trees because I have been stupid busy. But Among Trees is possibly one of the prettiest early access games I've ever played. That's promising. It is. It's extremely promising. It's not just the environmental design that's really pretty, though. It's the user interface is really gorgeous. And um, the experience just feels it feels good. You get dropped into this forest and you're like, OK, what's going on? And you wander around in front of you. And the nice thing about this is that you can actually choose between whether or not you want to play a survival mode and like play easy, medium, or hard. Uh, or if you just want Zen mode, where you just pop into the game and you just pick things up and you build stuff. And there's no survival elements. You're just exploring and it's just nice. Uh, but both of these, both of the both of these options are really interesting. I haven't checked out Zen yet, but I, I started playing survival mode and it's low-key survival so far. The only thing I really have had to worry about is bears. And you don't I mean, really need fair. to worry about bears um, right early on in the game because you're just hanging out at your new shack, which sure. you have to build. So running around and picking up sticks and picking up um, birch logs and stuff like that, or fur logs or whatever, uh, 
is it's just really really interesting and I'm I'm going to be spending more time with among trees this weekend I think because it's just so relaxing. Good. And that's it, it, the fact that it looks great in early access bodes well, right? Because yeah. a lot of times it's the opposite, right? Like you play a game oh, yeah. in, in early access and there'll be placeholder graphics, which means for those that don't know, like it'll be just a default thing or maybe it'll be a gray block or an asset from another video game that is clearly not in the right place. And, you know, it, for it to look nice and be kind of polished in that way this early means that they're not worried about the graphics anymore as much so they can focus on the systems and, you yeah. know... Give adding more survival elements. So it, what's interesting is considering the way you like it now, they could add more survival elements and make the game worse. Um, so it'll be really interesting to see. Um, so that's Among so Trees. That's over, yeah, Among Trees is available right now, today, for you to pick up for nineteen ninety nine over on the Epic Game Store. Sure. So um, if you do go there, make sure to use your Epic Games creator code EFGAMING to help support the site. So um, next, talk, let's talk about Eternal Cylinder. Uh, this game is so weird. It looks awesome. It looks like the weirdest damn game I've seen probably since the game it reminded me of. Spore. Okay. Yeah. Spore. Right? Yeah. Spore, like, so for folks that don't remember Spore or might have missed out on it, hold on, let me pull it up. Did they really miss out, though? Oh, I mean, people actually liked this game, believe it or not. They actually did. It was just not the game that I wanted it to be. So this game came out in 2008, and it was a real-time sim. It was like a god sim, essentially. And it was done by the folks at Maxis who make The Sims and SimCity and stuff like that. But mostly, listen up, The Sims. So Spore was all about taking your little tiny creature from nothing and taking them through the ages and you build a civilization and you're evolving and it was you know in theory it was interesting but the only interesting thing about the game that i found was the first part of it the the later game was so boring but anyway so that's what the eternal cylinder reminded me of the premise of the game is again you have a cute little alien and you have to evolve your cute little alien as your cute little alien runs from, you guessed it, the Eternal Cylinder. The Eternal Cylinder is made of fire, and it is scary, and it's going to mess you up if you don't get the heck out of its way. So, your job as a tiny little cute alien worm baby thing, I don't know, it's its really adorable. It was it looks weird. Like an elephant. I kind of look like an elephant with, like, no ears. Um... And anyway, so you go around and you use your trunk to, like, sniff up different elements in the environment so you can evolve, like, using those elements as part of your eventual, like, DNA, essentially. And then you recruit other little aliens and they become part of your alien cadre and you just, you you run around and you're trying to, like, eke out an existence as this cute little alien clan. So, as the Eternal Cylinder ever spins in perpetuity towards your inevitable doom. It looks really awesome. <laughs> it does pretty, seem pretty cool. The, and what what I really appreciated about the trailer, and again, if you just look up Eternal Cylinder on YouTube, you'll find it. Um, it's a great trailer. It really took itself very seriously. 
for how dumb it is. Um, So, yeah, the Eternal Cylinder is all about a cylinder of fire that is destroying worlds and how you create, you know, critters to deal with it. It looks pretty fun. I I won't lie. It looks pretty fun. It does. It looks great. Man, did that the first 30 seconds of that trailer take itself very seriously. Um, Until you got to the first evolution, and you're like, oh, that turned into a cube. (laughs) That monster looks like a cross between Cubert and an elephant and one of them, like, hairless guinea pigs. It's true. Um, Very ugly, but very cute. Yeah, exactly. So uh, next on our list is a game that was immediately defined as a mega game. When it appeared on the showcase. And that is Calico. Oh, man. Calico is a game for both of our daughters, but also, hear me out, for me. (laughs) Oh, wait. It's for you? Oh, wait. Whoever would have known that the magical girl cat cafe sim (laughs) was designed for Amanda. This is my surprised voice. Um, Yes. But for real, that's what it is. You, you have a cat. You're a magical girl with a cat cafe. And if you don't know what a magical girl is, just think uh, just Sailor Moon. Sailor Moon. Yeah. Sailor Moon is the best is the best way to think about this. Like Cardcaptor Sakura and Sailor Moon. And um, there's Glitter so many Force. magical hmm? We're, gl- we're uh, pro Glitter Force in this house. Uh, yeah, like Glitter Force. Like, on Netflix. I don't know. Which is, yeah. believe it or not, my sons love that show. Um, they're all in on it. Like She-Ra, let's be real. Also, like my, what we call me, the Princess of Power. Is she magical a girl? Girls are also She-Ra. Is She-Ra a magical girl? Does she count? She I honestly, count. until she now, I into a freaking magical girl, dude. Okay, I literally had never really thought about that. Like, it's not, and I don't mean that in a disparaging way. I just never drawn that connection. But sure, I'm in. Sure, Princess of Power. So, of course, the Princess of Power likes Calico. But also, there are cats everywhere, including giant cats you can ride, cats that eat cake. I mean, maybe the cats that you can ride also eat cake. I don't know. There's a big cake decoration portion of this game also. So, um, the art style is super cool. It's this weird, um, you know, kind of watercolor, um, you know, aesthetic. I really dig it. The character models are super diverse, very cool. Uh, They're very cute. And the animation is very simple, mm-hmm. um, but it you know, it certainly drew me in. Does this look like a game I'm going to spend 100 hours playing? Probably not. I don't even think this is a game I'm going to spend 100 hours playing, but I'm going to have fun with it for at least 20. Yeah, like this, that, exactly. Um, with that said, do I think that my daughter is going to lose her darn mind and have the cutest, most powerful cat cafe ever very likely um assuming she and i will have to play this together exactly you're gonna have to hopefully there's online multiplayer um we'll get vivian on the action exactly we'll do we'll do a girl's day oh goodness um that'll be on the youtube i'm sure so calico (laughs) is yeah it just looks it just looks super cool i recommend everybody take a look at it if nothing else just if you oh the calico demo is free right now you can get it on steam and you can oh, put really? this game okay. on your wish list right now. It comes out this fall. We yeah. don't have a specific date yet, but it looks awesome. Yeah, this is one of those ones we're going to be keeping an eye out as we get closer to its release. Um, I was immediately, it, it definitely caught me as soon as it was on the on the screen. And then as soon as Maggie walked by while it was playing, she was enthralled by it. So, yeah, here we go. That's Calico. Um, all right. 
So next is Potionomics. Now, Amanda, this caught your eye maybe a little bit more than it caught me, but I'm, I'm interested on being sold on this because I, I, you are enthusiastic. Okay, let me pull up Potionomics website. So Potionomics is actually being published by Xseed, which is very interesting because this game looks wholesome as heck. It is self-described as Potionomics is a PC video game about the business side. You hear, you hear the, the keyword in there. The keywords, yep. business side of potion brewing. So you play as a debt-ridden potion shop, like as a potion shop owner and her debt-ridden potion shop. Your name is Sylvia. And you need to take it from being broke to being profitable. And you, along the way, you need to learn how to brew potions you need to learn new recipes. You need to figure out ways to better satisfy your customers because your customers are going to be fickle mm -hmm. and competition is there and the prices are never stable. Um, and it's, it, it's a combination. It looks like, like a, like a puzzle, like a puzzle game um, and a simulator meets a visual novel. Like it just looks bananas. And it's 100% my kind of game because it is cute, which I love. I love cute games. I didn't love cute games growing up, but I love them now. So it looks adorable. It's business-oriented. I love business sims. Mm -hmm. The last great business sim I played is 100% not okay for us to talk about on this podcast because it is MMMMM rated. But I loved it. It was great. So I'm really excited to play something that is more kid-friendly, more teen-friendly. Like that. I, can, I can stream this if Ready Player Mom makes a return. Um, and yeah, it looks great. I'm just, I'm just really, I'm really psyched about it. I love business sims. They make me happy. They do. You absolutely love these things. Um, I, I was intrigued by the fact that you like train and build up like it's almost like a deck builder in that mm. you're building up like this hand of cards that give you different skills to haggle and you know try and deal with obnoxious customers. I think that's an interesting mechanic I could get in with. I did love the spunk and spirit of the main character because she really was awesome. So that that was very admittedly something very cool uh, that I was down with. So yeah, I uh, I am interested to see where Potionomics goes. Um, my eyebrow is raised. I'm interested. I don't know if I'm hyped for it yet, but my eyebrow is raised. Who knows? I might play this game, and it could totally blow me out of the water. Game of the year. Like, this is one of those games that, like, could hook me on a level that nothing else ever has, or I could just not care. It's really, like, there is no in-between, you know? Um, and I'm interested yeah. to see where it lies. So um, the last game left over from last week, Amanda, uh, and you put this on the list, it was Call of the Sea. Now, this was actually part of the Xbox showcase, yeah. which was a while ago, but it popped up again. Uh, tell me about Call of the Sea, other than the narrator's intoxicating voice. Oh, my goodness, right? Her voice is phenomenal. Um, okay, so here's the, here's the premise of the game. So this is a game that's going to be available on multiple platforms. This is an ID at Xbox game. So it is being partially funded by Microsoft. But this game is all about 
exploration. This is a non-violent game. It's set in 1934, and it is set in the South Pacific. Her name is Nora, so you play as Nora, and Nora is following the trail of her missing husband's expedition. And she's on this beautiful island, but she's also there exploring the the last clues, the last artifacts of this civilization that no one had known about before this time. Um, so it's it's definitely the kind of game where you are you find yourself immersed in the beauty alongside doing puzzles and picking up specific like specific pieces of like for your journey but this is definitely the kind of game where you would play it if you want no violence whatsoever there is no violence at all Mm -hmm. so i'm really excited about it i oh raw fury is also publishing this raw fury is just killing it they're amazing such a great publisher uh, and they, they are uh, Nora is being vo- voiced by Sissy Jones. So if you recognize Sissy's voice, she was also in Firewatch and The Walking Dead season one, which is the Telltale game. Mm-hmm. So so yeah, this game looks gorgeous. It's I just I want to play it so badly, and it's yeah. surreal too because like part of it you're like swimming around, you got like fish hands, wild. Fish don't have hands. You know what I mean. But you're, you have hands. But they look like they're all webbed and stuff. Oh, okay. I was like, I just yeah, wanted to be clear. All right, listen, I just wanted to clarify in case Mer-hands? I was missing something. Um, Merhands? Sure, sure. Speak of magical girls. Um, so. Nora, new magical girl. She's a new magical girl. Listen, um, I thought it looked absolutely gorgeous. Look up Call of the Sea on YouTube because um, I-, I think this is one of those games that you kind of have to take a look at. The art style is very cool. The lighting is great. This is going to look real good on next-gen consoles. <laughs> um, so Another one that's going directly in my veins. Yes, absolutely. Um, it's ID and Xbox, which means it might even be on Game Pass, which uh, we, they didn't say. They didn't say. But the math is pretty good. <laughs> um, so that'll be interesting uh, if you're one of those Game Pass subscribers, um, mm-hmm. of which I definitely am. So that's the catch. Uh, same, yeah, because it's the one of the best values in video games. Um, so, all right, so last week. So that's the end of last week. Yeah. Or last last week now let's talk about ea play live which was for the most part you know they told us more about apex legends and they told it you know they did some stuff it was fine um so if you want to know more about their grown-up stuff um and some of their ea originals which we're choosing not to talk about because we don't know whether or not they're going to be for us uh we'll have another crack at those down the line if they turn out to be efg appropriate so it turns out out of the whole thing two games for us to talk about <coughs> that made announcements. They told mm-hmm. us The Sims exists, and guess what? The Sims exists. Um, but it was more of a demonstration of diversity and inclusion than actually an announcement, so great. And that's true. Sims is a great inclusive game. Um, the big one, and Amanda, I know you were tweeting all over the place on this, um, and I did make sad faces at you because I felt left out, but really I was just sassing you. Um, I know, uh, but you're, you're still going to be I in know, my squad, so I, don't I, worry about it. I absolutely will, I just, but I absolutely had to sass you. Um, oh, I know. So, that's, that's acceptable. Star Wars Squadron, which basically... <laughs> Star Wars 
This game came out of nowhere? Kind of. A little bit. Small bit. Like, all of a sudden there were some leaks. Microsoft accidentally put it up on their website. People were like, what's this thing? And then all of a sudden they showed it and they gave us a little trailer. This is kind of cool. It's a $40 not live service game where you just nope. buy it. It has microtransactions. Yeah. Nothing. It's 40 bucks. What you see is what you get. Friends, this game looks dope. All right, just and go. Everything I, I, is everything I ever wanted out of a Star Wars game since X-Wing versus TIE Fighter, which came out in 1997. So it's like we got Pokemon Snap, which came out in 1999, and Star Wars X-Wing versus TIE Fighter, which came out in 1997. All I want in my life is more X-Wing versus TIE Fighter, and I'm going to get it. But I can do it in VR now. Yeah. Um, it's like fifth. Which, it's like fifth grade all over again. Don't ask me. Do that. <laughs> don't do that. That was, was awesome. 11. That was awesome, and you love it. Um, I was eleven, ten. So. Okay, my bad, my bad, my bad. Um, okay, <laughs> so Star Wars Squadron. They showed us. Here's the cool part, right? So number one, it's forty dollars. I'm a huge fan of mid-tier games. Price it oh. like you mean it. Uh, this is going to be one of those games that, especially if it is good, will probably be all over our holiday gift guide. Because who doesn't like flying spaceships? It's going to be available on everything. And the idea yeah. is it has a single-player story mode where you create two characters, a rebel and an imperial. And so you play through what I'm guessing are alternating or roughly alternating missions. You get to choose, as far as I know. You get to choose when you alternate. Okay, that, cool. Still, I, I'm still waiting on to the on them to confirm it, but that was the impression that I got. Okay, but you essentially play some of the same conflicts from both sides, which is a very yeah. interesting idea, something that they really haven't super explored in appropriately in Star Wars, like really seeing from a non-Jedi Sith point of view, like what it's like to be part of the Rebel Alliance versus the... Uh, Empire. So this will be really interesting. Um, I am very bad at space stuff. I think I'm going to struggle, um, but I'm going to I'm going to play it there. You can play a support ship, so you know I'm in. Um, as soon as they said support ship, my oldest son looked back at me and was like, "Dad, you can be a spaceship that heals people." And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, Not you can. Place. I'm in." They sold me the spaceship version of a pocket priest. I'm going to be I'm the spaceship version of a pocket priest. That is my the spaceship version of a pocket priest is my pop funk cover band. Um, so uh, look for our album to hit uh, SoundCloud next week. So um, <laughs> I think, you know, this is one of those, you know, they say it's not a live service game. There's no microtransactions. No. I would be stunned if they didn't add additional content down the line. However, but we'll for, see. But however, we'll see. Because if here's the thing, be, between you, me, and God, if this thing comes out and like 20 million people buy it, they're gonna put out like a ten dollar expansion pack in a couple, you know, in a year. Why not? Of course they will. Look, the five v the five v five multiplayer is the thing that I'm really itching mm -hmm. for because it's dog fighting in space. Yeah, dog fighting in space. Dog fighting in space. It looks phenomenal. The only thing I'm a little concerned about is that I don't want to play a full sim. I want to play more arcadey. Yes. Um, I'm okay with sims, but like I'm not. My You're not beloved... playing Elite Dangerous. 
I'm not playing Elite Dangerous, which is why I'm pointing in my beloved's very general... Oh, because he's the kind of nerd that wants... he's that dork. Yeah, he's definitely that kind of dork. And that's fine. Um, You know what? I love that he's that dork. Don't don't get me wrong. Like, he got the voice-activated stuff going. He's got, like, eye-tracking. That man is sad. Anyway. He's just talking junk. Um, He's just just talking smack to me. He's talking junk. Um... One thing that's really interesting is this playable in VR. Yes. Um, PlayStation VR, which I think yes. is, for a $40 game, to be able to play it and 5v5 multiplayer with a single-player campaign, five different kinds of ships, and it's also compatible in VR, that's impressive. Uh, this would not have happened five years ago with EA. This is clearly EA either learning some lessons or trying something very new. Um, whether, you know, I think it's probably both. Yeah. Um, so the, the really cool thing about Star Wars Squadrons is this is the kind of game where nerds like me have been waiting for it. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, Battlefront is great. I loved the original Battlefront games. The new Battlefront games are cool, but I really just wanted a game where I could go around in, in spaceships. Yep. And fight people in spaceships like real bad. So <laughs> like real bad, guys. Real bad. Like real bad. Real bad. Listen, I love Wing Commander. I'm never gonna get another Wing Commander game. So I need to. I need to take what I can get. And I don't want. Like I, my biggest issue with space games these days is that they're full sims. Like I don't want a full sim game. I want a game that's gonna get me into the action and flying and just. I don't gonna think about it. I'm just gonna go. I'm gonna push a button, and we're gonna go and do things. We're gonna fight people. You want Overwatch in space? Yeah, I want like Overwatch in space. Yeah, I think that's actually a really good metaphor because you can just dive into Overwatch. You don't have to know what's going on. You just got to go do it. It's just basic controls. Away you go. Just hit. That's the, all I want. Yeah, just hit the buttons. Um, I am 100% with you. Um, I think this is an exciting game. I was stoked for it, and I mean I. I was stoked for it. Obviously, I have my concerns um, about, you know, challenge, etc. But if this ends up being like the Forza Horizons of space combat games, where you can play it, and there's a high skill cap, but everybody can get involved, uh, I'm in. And I get to be a healer spaceship, and that sounds cool. It sounds like there's lots of cool customization options. Um, So, yeah, so that's... uh, That is Star Wars... Squadron coming out this October, so very yeah. soon. October second, I believe. Yeah, it so comes out soon, very soon. soon. And so that's a very big deal. Can't wait. Like I said, if this game is good, it's probably gonna be all over the place on our holiday gift guide. Oh, um, because especially at that price, forty bucks. That's just that's just a great idea. Um, and they closed out their show with an announcement for a game that is exciting, but is not coming for a very long time, so we won't address it too much. But they're bringing Skate back. Uh, listen, they're Who listening to the people. Like, I don't... The people willed it into existence. You know how long people have been waiting for the next Skate game, or a Skate game of any kind? A decade, oh. roughly. Yeah, it's been like 10 years, and so people have been shouting about it, yep. and being like, can someone please bring Skate back? You know? Yeah. And the, one of the one of the folks that they ended up interviewing, oh, I can't remember his name, but he was like, "Listen, people on the internet just kind of willed this into existence. They commented this into existence. Yep. 
which is awesome. Well, because like every year they would do EA Play, and yeah. um, at the end of it, people would be like, "So where's Skate? So where's Skate? Cool." Look at all this Star Wars stuff you gave us. Where's Skate? So Skate, for those that don't know, Skate is a it's a skateboarding game. Um, yeah. What's interesting about Skate... Skateboarding are seriously having a moment right no, now. They really are. Um, but what's interesting about Skate 3 is that it was really ahead of its time with the ability to make video clips and kind of share those. So I am very interested to see where the next Skate game comes because clearly sharing your own gameplay is like core to every game experience so it's not unique or special anymore like you know in assassin's creed you can just share videos i mean you can do it with everything just because it's built into the consoles so i would assume that they will have some kind of really cool like for me this feels like the game that's gonna have like a tiktok generator or something like that where uh, it's like oh yeah Here's rather than a photo mode, it's like here's how to you know edit together your your clips. I don't know because it was such a big social oh, thing. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what they do. With that said, um, I'm pretty sure the dudes that helped announced it didn't know that Skate Four was happening a week before. Like this felt like something that they were like, nope, we're doing it, guys. Get on the get on your webcams. Let's do this. Um, yeah. they, and they were like, <laughs> word. Um, I bet there's less than a thousand words in their design document right now. <laughs> That's my. I, all right, maybe not now. It's been a week. Um, but at the time of recording, I bet you a uh, thousand words, and five hundred of them were standard stuff. Like this is what the pause button will do. Um, and so, but hey, whatever. Skate is coming, and I bet you in three four years when that game comes out, it's gonna be hype. Skateboarding fans are gonna they're having a moment. There's so many skateboarding games coming out. Oh yeah, Tony Hawk Pro Skater. That's and that's coming here. Yes. Collector's edition is coming to my house. Wait, who bought I am that? I'm so excited. I did. Oh, you're a Tony Hawk girl? <gasps> yes. I didn't know you were a Tony Hawk girl. Yes, I have sunk so many hours into that game. My brother and I played so much horse. <laughs> what is the um what's in the collector's edition? Does it come with a skateboard? Yeah, sure does. Like a real one? Like a real one. Like, all I have to do is get trucks for it if I really want to go board, skateboard with it. I can go be that mom. Are you going to be that mom? Or are you going to hang it on your wall? I might do... I don't know. You don't know. You don't know me! <laughs> I haven't decided yet. I know, you pre- I know you pretty well. I didn't know you were I didn't know you were a Tony Hawk girl. Um, I am a huge Tony Hawk fan. Listen, Tony Hawk's a big deal. Alright, so that's EA Play Live. Literally, that's it. <laughs> Two games. Um, but two exciting games. Um, next. So today, literally today, was the New Game Plus Expo 2020. The New Game Plus Expo is Sega and Natsume and, like, guys listen to this anime. Arc System Works. Yo, um, I'll tell you what, that Guilty Gear game looks pretty okay. If you want an incredibly challenging fighting game that's going to make you pull your hair out while you learn the mechanics... So my answer to that is, uh, upon no consideration at all, a uh, hard pass. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, but it looks cool, though. It does. It looks um, very pretty. It's one of those things where it's like, man, I want to... Like, I, so, I told my sons, I was like, oh, man, I want to I learn that. And Evan's like, Dad, you're bad at Street Fighter. This is an Arc System Works game. And I'm like, 
You're right. You're right. <laughs> um, when you get owned by your 14-year-old, welcome to my life. So with what happens with anime games is when you have 45 minutes of anime games. That's um, a lot of anime games, my friend. Listen, I, I dove in for you did the it. children. Okay. I know. Um, and so they definitely, it was like, it was like sedimentary rock, right? Like we were definitely like, there were layers. And so there was the family friendly layer. We're going to talk about that in a moment. Um, there was the, I don't know about this layer. And then there was the other layer. And we definitely won't talk about that. But if you really are interested in seeing so many things that were not EFG appropriate, definitely look at the New Game Plus Expo and you'll see it. Um, and you'll probably know what I'm talking about almost immediately. But three games that I'm going to talk about today uh, from the New Game Plus Expo. And um, we might have more to report on down the line as these games come out. Because all of these games were coming out. I think the latest one was sometime in mid-2021. So all of them are soonish. Um, so first, uh, Bloodstained Curse of the Moon 2. So you remember Bloodstained. That was the Ega, the Egavadia game that that was kind of a disaster when it came out. Um, it was a Kickstarter, but as a result of the Kickstarter, they made an 8-bit kind of Castlevania 3 style game, Curse of That's the Moon. Pretty. And that one was great. Having played both of them, Curse of the Moon was very good. Oh, okay. Um, the Bloodstained, meh. Curse of the Moon, very good. The sequel okay. is coming out for Curse of the Moon. They're making a sequel for that one. Makes perfect sense uh, because it's obviously a little bit easier to make that uh, game happen. Yeah. And uh, so they added, uh, there are four characters now that you can switch from instead of three. One of them being a person riding inside what appears to be a magical suit of train armor. Yes, I said train armor. If you want to know what train armor is, go look up this trailer. And then there's, you know, a girl with a spear and a guy with a gun and a demon hunter with a sword. Whatever. But there's train armor. Um, fighting train demons armor. with the train armor. Yeah, it looks like a Mega Man boss is really what it is. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, okay, I, now I can summon that in my own damn head. Yeah, he looks like a Mega Man boss. Only you control him. It's fine. Um... They all play very differently. One of the things that was interesting about Curse of the Moon is that you had to rotate between the characters. Because all of them were good for different challenges and dealing with different kinds of enemies. So, for example, one of the characters you have is a sniper. So, which is interesting for a 2D platformer. But, like, he can lie prone and shoot underneath things. So there will likely be places where you need to summon him and lie prone and shoot at enemies that are on the other side of walls so that you can get underneath things, you know? Um, so Bloodstained Curse of the Moon coming out later this year. Uh, I am, from this show, this was easily my most anticipated game. I cannot wait for Bloodstained Curse of the Moon. Uh, to the first one I beat in like two days, I could wow. not get enough. Yeah. To be fair, it's not super long, but still, I could not get enough. I really enjoyed it. This one looks like more of the first one, and those are kind of my like my favorite sequels, especially when the first game wasn't a 150-hour epic JRPG. Mm-hmm. Um, they also showed us more of Harvest Moon, Harvest Moon One World. Now, <laughs> Harvest Moon is such a weird thing, right? Because you would yeah. think... You would hear Harvest Moon, and you're like, okay, I remember that. That was the farming sim game. Yeah. And farming sims are, like, all the rage. So wouldn't this be, like, an automatic Game of the Year candidate? And the answer is no. And part of that is because <laughs> Harvest Moon 
has been uh, the team that made the original Harvest Moons now makes Story of Seasons. And this is a new team at Natsume that makes Harvest Moon. Um, and the last handful of them have not been great. Which is depressing, considering... True, they have been kind of crappy. <laughs> if you live... If you, if you make a halfway decent farming sim, just halfway decent, there is a built-in audience of farming sim hungry people. Thank you, Stardew Valley. They did this. Um... And, but this one looks a little bit more interesting uh, because you live in a world where you're basically inventing farming for them again. So, like, they don't have potatoes or tomatoes, etc. So you're, like, kind of helping discover that for them. I don't know how what the conceit is. That's been a little bit lost on me. Um, that sounds a little bit more interesting. It's uh, I think graphically this one looks a little bit better than some of the other ones. Previously, they were really kind of aping on just up-resing that 2D top-down style that they'd used before. This one has like some elevation to it, so it, it's a little bit more 3D. Um, I think it looks a little bit nicer than some of the other ones. So I, it piqued my interest, because normally I see Harvest Moon and I go, whatever. Which yeah. is sad considering its legacy. Uh, but this one piqued my interest. I will be keeping my eye on it because I don't know if you know, but I do like farming games, even though I tend I to restart them game. over and over and over again because they stress me the out. Yeah, my hope is that this one, I'm hoping to eventually find a farming game where I don't just restart over and over and over again because I think I did it wrong. Um, so that's Harvest Moon One World. That's coming out later on this year. Also coming out later this year, Amanda. Yes. What if I told you that there is a game that is coming that is Animal Crossing cross Princess Sophia, but anime? <laughs> Do you know who Princess I Sophia say... is? By the way, I, I don't know if vaguely. that reference was lost on you. No, 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 vaguely. The Princess Sophia is is a Disney princess. She's like the little toddler she's princess. She's the little one that's learning how to be a princess. That's she's her the, big yeah, stick. She's, she's a princess learning. in training. Yeah, she's so, yeah. princess in training. Okay. Yeah, so I'm I'm familiar with Princess Sophia, even though Vivian never watched Princess Sophia. She watched Vampirella instead. That's because... fair. I think it's just an age thing, right? They just missed. Cause... Yeah, yeah, I think so. Like, I mean, Vivi, for the most part, didn't really, like, get interested in Disney princesses until, like, Last Brave. week. <laughs> no, oh. no, because she loves Moana and she loves Brave. Like, she loves, like, the really ferocious warriors. So This is my shocked face. No, this isn't a video podcast, but... Everyone just imagined my shocked face that Amanda's daughter likes the vicious warrior princesses. Um, she likes she likes the girl from Princess Mononoke with the wolf that eats that eats people. Um, I will I will be showing her that anime when she gets a little older. Of course, it's a little scary now. Um, yeah. So, Pretty Princess Party mm -hmm. is the name of this game, mm -hmm. and it is quite literally Animal Crossing cross Princess Sophia. But anime. Basically, uh, you are a princess. Oh, well, it, the fireworks on our, are on our end, everybody. Oh. So if you hear a bang, it's fireworks. Don't mind us. Um, our next-door neighbors love to shoot off fireworks right around this time every night. Um, but, you know, what are you going to do? So the fireworks are on my end. So the idea is you are a princess. You are learning to be a princess. You do a number of challenges in minigames that are all about teaching you how to be a princess, like learning how to ride a horse and all manner of other... There's like a foot race game and, you know... I'm looking just, at it right now. It's just an excuse to make 
it's just an excuse to have little mini games. Um, the Animal Crossing piece is that as you are earning resources and earning money by completing in challenges, etc., you can then decorate your room and your castle. Um, and it's super adorable. What's really funny about this is I saw this and I was like, this is the meggiest game of all time. And I showed it to her and she said, uh, Dad, that's too anime for me and ran away. Schooled. And I was like, "Wow, you've been That's talking to a, you've cool. been talking to have you been talking to Amanda? Like, did she send you a burner phone so that the two of you could talk? I'm sure that that's the, uh, when Maggie gets a phone. You're, Amanda's going to be the first number she puts in it. I'm sure. Um, yeah, hundred percent. So we're going to talk about we're going to talk about not anime a lot. So we're going to be talking about definitely not anime. So with that said, I think this is kind of a cool game. I think it's an interesting concept. Oh. It's coming to Switch. It's coming to Steam. Um, listen, by the time fall rolls around, considering all of us have played way too much Animal Crossing already, I think some people may be interested in a similar but not the same, but very much not the same game. Um, and I feel like this is going to kind of fit that mold. Um, mm -hmm. even if it, all it has to do is be okay. Yes, it needs to be like <coughs> B game. Yeah. This is a B game. But it is able to provide a slightly different Animal Crossing-ish experience. Uh, it will grab a lot of people. Do I think it will grab, like, a mass audience? No. I think there's definitely going to be a bunch of YouTube dudes playing this game, ironically. Um, and then lots of teenage and younger girls who are just kind of done with Animal Crossing. Or are at the point now where they're just doing their chores every day for a half hour just tearing into this game um so that's and that's what i imagined when i was looking at it i was like this just feels like a game that's gonna grab some folks um so yeah that's that's a lot we talked about a lot of games today dude we talked about a ton of games today. and guess what uh it's the summer of gaming's not even done it is not there's more it's stuff weeks ahead of us uh, because we got a Pokemon thing tomorrow. You, you know, yep. would you would you believe that Ubisoft isn't even done? Oh, and guess what? Little company called Microsoft. <laughs> just oh, a little Lord. company. Just a little company. This little indie startup. They got maybe they got they got some Moxie in them. Um, it's crazy that we have had two full episodes talking about games, and yeah. we haven't even had a Nintendo thing really no um, and we won't and we won't um and we haven't had ubisoft or microsoft which are all coming in the next month or so in so, july yes. yeah so we're going to be seeing first party games for the xbox uh for for xbox in general both xbox one and xbox series x because remember for first party games they are not going to be exclusive to xbox series x for at least a year yep for a, for a year and potentially more. I don't know how it's going to go. But anyway, yeah. they were saying that they're not going to they're not going to have any exclusives for the Series X because they want it to be about the ecosystem and smart delivery so that you can move between the two. Yep. Which is great. I love this idea. I think it's I think it's wonderful. Ubisoft, I'm sure, is going to have a ton to tell us this uh, this summer about games that we can't really talk about on this on this podcast because they are not appropriate for children. But we know they're going to tell us about uh, about Just Dance. Oh, of um, and I am good. hoping that they'll tell us a little bit about gods, about heroes and monsters. It's not gods and monsters. That is a very different thing. Uh, but heroes and monsters, which is from all accounts, because there was a uh, gameplay leaked because someone unfortunately loaded a pre-release build on Google Stadia. 
Whoops. You never heard about this? I did um, hear about it, but it's still shocking to me. I don't even someone understand. loaded someone flipped the switch and put a pre release build of uh Heroes and Monsters on Google Stadia so it was playable. Um oh, that's extremely stupid. And a bunch of people yeah, someone definitely got talked to by their boss. Um Or lost their job. I mean they had to get talked to by their boss first. <laughs> Somebody got to take away their job. Uh, someone got in some trouble. Um, yeah. But man, like we know it wasn't finished because like some of the the narrators were a Siri like like text to uh, speech to text voice. Um, the menus were a hundred percent just lifted from Assassin's Creed Odyssey. <laughs> it was like. Not ready, but clearly they could show us a virtual, you know, like a trailer or whatever. Like, this was literal gameplay. But they could show us a trailer of, like, what it's going to be like. But for the most part, Heroes and Monsters basically looks like Assassin's Creed Odyssey, but family-friendly. It's like Assassin's Creed Odyssey set in Disney's Hercules. And I'm going to tell you what. And I'm going to tell you what. As long as James Woods isn't involved, I'm all in. So, um, yeah, it'll be really interesting to see. We've got plenty. I mean, Lord knows we've got plenty to talk about. Um, Amanda. Yes. Would you believe me if I told you that that was episode 224 of the Engage Family Gaming Podcast? I would, in fact, believe this because I was a part of it. You were, in fact, a part of it. You were part of the, the planning and the execution. Yeah. So, everybody... Uh, we hope you enjoyed listening this week as much as Amanda and I enjoyed recording it. Lord knows we both needed it. Well, boy, so, we, we definitely did. So, uh, for you folks, uh, I would encourage you to stay off video game Twitter uh, for a little while. Um, just, 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 just stay off for a little bit um, and hang out with us. And while you're not on video game Twitter, um, why don't you head on over to wherever you listen to our podcasts? And uh, throw us a review because we could absolutely use that to help boost up our numbers because, you know, bigger audience, more fun. You get the you get the drill. So, everybody, we will be back next week to talk about something, probably more video games because there's a lot of stuff going on. Um, but until next time, don't forget to get your family game on. We'll see you soon, folks. Bye. Bye. Music for the Engaged Family Gaming Podcast is Android Sock Hop by Kevin McLeod and audio production by Six Pack Nerds Productions.